and we're on well welcome back guys i have been gone for a while and you know it, it's definitely been a minute since i've posted but i made two podcasts and both of them i kind of had to bury in a way i tried doing a drunk podcast and that podcast was it was a lot of name dropping and then a lot of just yeah it got really nasty and then it just yeah then the other one, the other one was actually really nice, which you're probably going to be seeing a rendition of really soon. But that I I had to bury that simply because it really got personal again. And as as comfortable as I am, like putting personal stuff out, it's just that it wasn't my personal stuff. It was the people that were on the podcast as well. So yes, let's get right back into it. And today I'm actually speaking with a brother of mine. We're in the same fraternity and, you know, I've known him pretty much this entire semester. His name's Colin. He's a junior, studies with me here at Plattsburgh. And uh, yeah, we're actually going to be talking about adventuring the world today because Colin has been at sea for the past year. I was like about nine months. I was just kind of yeah, like, so, around the East Coast. That's fucking crazy. Like just... I, I I never really understood sailing because sailing like I'll tell you how it is back home there's not a lot of like naval infrastructure so not a lot of people have like boats and stuff like that that you can just go out and sail to mm-hmm. and you know also because we're like a peninsula you like go 50 miles off the coast and you're in international waters mm-hmm. so it's it's just sailing isn't a concept back home mm-hmm. so even though I've done my fair share of traveling around the world and even though I've done a bunch of adventuring I just never really got to sail alone it's something that's definitely on my bucket list but it's just something that you know it's it's something for the future mm-hmm. but yes let, let's start off so nine months where'd you, where'd you start off how'd it go uh i started in rochester new york uh out of the genesee river um when i first started my little adventure i also lived on the boat on that river because i was working at the rochester yacht club for a while <laughs> And uh, I just would, like, stay on my boat, like, a marina or two down, up the river, and I would wake up, and I would walk down towards the yacht club, which is on the end, and go to work there for however long, and then I would go to, like, a bar nearby afterwards, and then go back to the boat and go to bed, and, like... So, all, all I can think of is Too Fast, Too Furious. Have you seen that movie? Mm, I think so. Not so, a long time. The, one of the, I think the the main guys, I think, stays on a fucking boat. But that's, I, I'm just shocked. That's so cool. It's so cool and it's so alien to me at the same time that you could just stay on a boat. That's fucking fire. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> not as nice a boat as whatever guy was staying on a boat in that <laughs> movie. It was just a little like 24 foot Bristol sailboat, and it was just like my tiny house. It's just where I lived for like. Probably about a year, I would say, like, I was living on it, and then I was traveling on it for about nine months, probably. Wow. So you started off with Rochester, Mm -hmm. and then you went to... I went to Oswego. I sailed, uh, I think I I left, like, September 29th. I'm going to pull up maps because I'm very geographically challenged. Okay. (laughs) simply because i can simply because i can so i can keep track of like where everything was yeah like i know where rochester is i'll come down i'll just point at shit yeah so So i know that yeah we're here there we go rochester is there right so if you zoom down yeah i sailed out of the river that's coming right out of there 
and I went up to Oswego over here, which took about, it took two days because I had to stop at uh, another little yacht club. Like, I forget the name of it, but it's about a third, not even a third, like a quarter of the way there because the first day that I left, I was fighting an east wind. And so I didn't make like hardly any progress. And I ended up like super far out into the lake, just trying to beat back and forth, like almost to Canada. Oh, and, damn. Yeah. So you, you kind of just had to take like a stop. So that the yeah, it was like, this is just not going to go my way today. And then the next day I had a uh, southwest wind and I was able to just kind of cruise and it was like 80 degrees. I think it was the last nice day wow. before fall really kicked in. Wow. And when I got to Oswego, uh, I, that's where I had to put the mast down to go through the canals. And I met this guy named Captain Ron. Swear to God. <laughs> that was his fucking name. His name was Captain Ron. His, no, Captain Ron. Captain Ron? Yeah. Wow. And... <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm just imagining like Ron Weasley on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like kind of a stockier like guy, probably in his like 50s, late 50s, early 60s. And he had been a delivery boat captain for like a long time and had taken boats up and down the coast. And so I told him I was going to go to Florida in my little boat. And he caught me like right before a nasty storm blew in for a couple of days. And he caught me at the Oswego Yacht Club yeah. and just like brought me inside. And like they gave me like the first free beer on the house. And like that's my nice. That's my nice. Yeah, it was it was pretty nice. And then he helped me like put drop my mass at the. Uh, place across the river after like two days because the wind were so bad like and that I like couldn't even cross the river and then a couple days later I uh after the mast was dropped I went back across the river and a northeastern storm blew in and there's just no protection in that harbor from a nor'easter and oh, I was rocking shit. and rolling all night it was my first like really oh shit moment sailing. oh damn <laughs> yeah. and this was all in like lake ontario <clears throat> yeah. yeah uh and he ended up coming with me to do like the first half through the canals because i was really nervous to do the locks and i'd never done them before so he was just like fuck it i'll come with you so for two days he like kind of helped me navigate the locks and like what to do and then i just would like uber him home because it was not, like, sailing, it would be all, like, or we weren't sailing, we were motoring through the canal at that point, but okay. we would, like, kind of trundle along through the canal mm -hmm. and do the locks, and then it would only be, like, a few miles from Oswego, really, so I'd just Uber him home, and then by the time I got to Oneida Lake, uh, it was, like, time for, he just, I, I kind of knew what I was doing at that point, so mm -hmm. I was just, went on by myself from there. Really dumb question, what are locks? They're, like, where you, uh... Like the water fills in and the door shuts and with the boat in it, and then they'll either drain or fill it with water to bring it up and down to oh, to make up for elevation right, changes. Right, right. So when you're going through, you gotta like grab these ropes on the side of the wall if you're like a small boat, and the walls are like real slippery. And then when the water floods in, it like kind of creates like a whirlpool, so it can make the boat like kind of move around a lot. Yeah. So you got to try to really like hold it steady and keep yourself from smashing against the wall or like other boats that are in the lock with you. Damn. Damn. So you sailed all the way down to. Uh, then I was in the canal system, which pops out at uh, Troy or at Watertown, Waterford, Waterford. 
So if I'm wrong, Troy's all the way down. Like that's all, like close to the city, right? Troy's actually just north of Albany. I'm pretty sure. Right. I'm, so that that's pretty south from where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where the Erie Canal turns into the Hudson, and then you start going down towards the city from there. Wow. And okay. The, yeah. So you so you got to Troy, mm-hmm. and after that you went out of the city. Yeah, we spent a few days. It wasn't Troy; it was Waterford. But the okay. Troy Lock is the last lock that is uh on the and it's on the Hudson, and it doesn't close. We needed to be outside of uh the Erie Canal by like the October fourteenth or something, because then that's all the locks close. And if that happens while you're on the water, then like you're in. There's nothing to be done about it. Like you missed your shot and you aren't going anywhere. So I needed to book it through there. And then once you got to Waterford, it was like uh, probably like four days we spent there because um, there was like a nasty bunch of storms and rain. And so we just got stuck there for like a few days dealing with the flooding. The water rose like six feet in like four hours on the uh, on the river. It was crazy. Wow. Wow. I can't even – bro, I can't even imagine like – just being at sea, like not even sea, just being going through the canals by yourself. Like, mm-hmm. well, I keep saying we because I actually pretty early on met uh, this couple, Ben and Hannah, who mm-hmm. are from this is like right after I met Captain Ron. I just kept going like on my own for a little while and like dealing with motor troubles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually met them in a town called oh, crap, I can't remember, but it's um, actually, let's zoom in real here. Yeah, I quick I might be able to remember it. It's somewhere over here, on the other side of this lake. Um, it's not Utica. It's Little Falls. Little Falls. Okay. I met them in Little Falls. I had my head in my wheel well dealing with my outboard engine, and they pulled up behind me. And Little Falls is where the biggest lock is mm-hmm. in the system. It's like a forty-five foot drop, I think, maybe fifty. I can't quite remember. Right. Um. And we just, like, briefly exchanged words, like, hey, my name's this, like, how's it going, what are you doing, I'm headed to Florida, like, oh, us too. And uh, then I kind of moved on and got to Waterford, and that's where, when I pulled up to Waterford, mm-hmm. I had, like, we had kind of played hopscotch between Little Falls and Waterford, like, they mm-hmm. would pass me, and I would, like, catch up, and then they got ahead one day, mm-hmm. and then I saw him again at Waterford, and we ended up, like, kind of hanging out more. Yeah. And from there, I literally just told him, like, I'm going to hang with you guys for a little while because I don't really know what I'm doing. And <laughs> Ben, crazy, yeah. yeah, Ben was from South Africa. He was a delivery. He's also a delivery boat skipper. Wow. And so then we from there, we like kind of stuck together. And I went down through the last lock, the Troy lock. They had motor troubles. And so I offered to come back and they said, no, that's fine. And I said, all right, well, I'll wait for you at the next uh, yacht club, which was, I also can't remember this because it's been so long. Like, <laughs> I understand, bro. If we zo- It's up here. If we zoom in up more, not Kingston, but we did stop there and had a great time and then zoom a little more. It's going to be somewhere like right around here. Uh, go up a little. Castleton, 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 right. That's what it is. Right. That's where you raise your mast again. Okay. And so I waited there for them to raise their mast. And then we honestly ended up staying there for a few days and we pirated a couple days on the dock. <laughs> which, like, cause you're supposed to pay every night. Like, yeah, like it, it's, it's, it's like a layover almost. Mm-hmm. Like when you're driving down, you kind of, I get that. I get that. Yeah. 
so if it's like 250 a foot for me it was like i don't know like 50 60 bucks a night oh damn. but we would just be like i don't know like someone would come around while we're like busy working on something they'd be like hey have you paid for the night we'd be like yeah yeah yeah. we'll pay in just a minute and then we'd wait for everyone to go home and just not pay and then dip in the morning <laughs> like, mad thrifty mad thrifty oh yeah poor Damn. sailors poor sailors <laughs> not luxurious Damn. Like, well like this is this is so interesting because i actually <laughs> didn't know that you could go down a fucking river like that mm-hmm. and i like when i look at lake in ontario like i was in buffalo all this while and i i thought that lake, lake ontario was like closed off like it was a fucking lake no you can actually get they call it the great loop um you can act, i think it's the great loop there's like different expressions and i have i've been away from the water from a while up here yeah. in plattsburgh doing other shit yeah. but there's like different names for like kind of special routes and the great loop i think is either when you do all of the atlantic like you go to the azores and like across to like spain and you can do europe and then you go down to like the canaries and back across to the west indies which is like the Caribbean and shit and then Mm -hmm. up the East coast. And then there's also, you can get through all of the great lakes Mm -hmm. down to the Mississippi, Mm -hmm. down to the Gulf. And then you go back around, like down through Florida or like either through Florida or around the keys. And then you can go back up the intercoastal up all the way back up to the top of either like the St. Lawrence or you can come up the Hudson. again. Damn. Damn. Well, that's wow. See, this is, that's great infrastructure. Like, the only time I had any experience with, like, you know, fucking sailing on, not even sailing, just, like, being on the water was, uh, so I was back in, uh, what was that place called? I think Pattaya. No, I was in, I was in Thailand, essentially, just, yeah. And Thailand, there's this, uh, I was in Phuket. So <laughs> Phuket is an island just off, like, it, it's a part of Thailand, and, uh, so there's these like a group of islands called uh, Fifi Islands, mm-hmm. right? That's where like the old James Bond was shot, oh, and really? like it, they're just like crystal clear water, right? So I had this thing on my bucket list that I really wanted to do. Like it was literally on my fucking bucket list, right? So we rented a yacht in Phuket, and uh, we took the yacht down to Fifi Islands, which is an hour and a half by sea i think mm-hmm. so we got there and i was snorkeling and stuff beautiful waters and what i what we did was that there was this particular cove mm-hmm. and just imagine just like a fucking mountain and then you just got the water just fucking cliff right and i was we were supposed to snorkel in that marked area of uh where you were supposed to snorkel so our yacht was parked in a way that the front of the yacht was on the water where you were supposed to snorkel and the back of the yacht was like in a little bit of deeper water. So the difference was like, I think the water was like 20 feet deep in the front, 40 in the back. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he was like, you know, you can just normally just step off the boat off the back and then swim to like the front part. Or I was just like, no, but can I jump off the front of the yacht? He's like, yeah, do whatever. Like it's your yacht. Like, okay, cool. So, we go to the yacht. So I go to the front of the yacht and this is it. It was a decent yacht. Like it was, it was decent sized. I, I don't know the exact specifications, but uh, it could hold a decent amount of people. So we were there. Uh, so I'm on in front of like the yacht now, like I'm, I'm, I'm at the fucking tip and I have my snorkeling gear on and stuff. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. 
I go to the front of the yacht and I fucking jump right into the water from the front. Mm-hmm. And I land right in the middle of like a school of fish. Nice. So like I jumped into this these crystal clear waters and there's just fish around me. Just honestly, life-changing experience. Fucking beautiful. I did not want to leave the water that day. Mm-hmm. Just I think definitely hands down one of my f- probably favorite days of my life. Mm-hmm. Who was with you on the yacht? Uh just just my parents and my sister. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. So it was fucking fucking amazing day, bro. Like, let me let me show you a couple of Fifi Island things. Or at least let me show you what Fifi Island look like. I think you must have seen these in the images, but yeah, guys, Google oh, yeah, Fifi Islands. That's a classic. That's like, I've definitely seen those on like Animal Ex- Planet and shit like exactly. that. Exactly. So this is like on a lot of people's bucket list, and I got it done at like fucking nineteen, not nineteen twenty, but you know, crazy times, bro. Fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much the experience that I have with water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I grew up, like, around, like, the Finger Lakes up here and Lake Ontario. So, I've definitely grown up, like, snorkeling and messing around in the water a lot. But, and honestly, I would definitely put uh, the Thousand Islands and there's a barge wreck in Canandaigua Lake mm-hmm. where it's, like, a barge that caught on fire. Like, nobody died or anything. It's fine. But and just like sank in like maybe fifteen feet of water, mm. so it made this basically like little freshwater reef that I used to grow up like snorkeling wow. over, and you would see all these little perch and like bass like just Damn. swimming around in schools like, and it's super dense for freshwater. Damn. Or, but yeah, and that's I, was... I think I think it's that lake. Wow! So right near Ithaca. Yeah. That that's amazing, but yeah, like it's the experiences are just so vastly like different, mm. like. Of my college back home, like Manipal, we had a couple of little, like, fucking, I don't know, like, tiny-ass islands, right? Mm-hmm. You could get a boat ride and just spend the day at the islands. Just, I never got a chance to do that, but that was definitely something I wanted to do until I saw pictures of the island, and I was like, what is the point of these things? Mm-hmm. But I, when I was in Goa, Goa is kind of like, back home, that's kind of like the main, uh, how do I say this? Goa is like a Hawaii, mm-hmm. to put it in comparison. Right. So I definitely did a little bit of like, uh, you know, snorkeling there and stuff. One of my friends, one of my closest friends, actually, he uh, he's a certified deep sea diver. Oh, dope. Yeah. So he, he did an entire course and everything. That's so one day, hopefully I'll get to do that as well. You know, mm-hmm. just just one day somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let, let's get back to your fucking tale of a story, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, so now at this point, you're at Albany, almost. Uh, just past Albany. Just past Albany, right? Um, yeah, so that went. that's when, like, the trek down the Hudson started, which, honestly, like, we were kind of taking our time. We stopped in, uh, like, Saugerties and Catskills and uh, Kingston. Um, all three were, like, real cool, nifty, like, like kind of mountainy type towns, like, yeah. on, on the river. Yeah. Uh, Kingston, we stopped that for, like, four or five days because we the day we stopped there we pulled up to a free dock like which was on a restaurant um and normally when you stop at a restaurant like they don't let you stay overnight or you have to get like really drunk at their bar and then yeah. when they say like well so you leaving like oh, i don't know man it's like, like nine o'clock get drunk. <laughs> yeah like that that was definitely a big move just so you could find a restaurant to get drunk at then they can't really morally kick you off the dock till the next day 
But, I love that. And we met the owner there like the first night, and they were throwing a huge Halloween party, like costume party. Damn. So we were there, and we asked the owner, like, do you care if we stay on the dock for like a night? And he was like, stay all week if you want. And so we said, say less. <laughs> and we got absolutely shithoused on, at this fucking restaurant at this huge Halloween party. And we would be able to like step out the back porch and then we would just walk down to the dock and chill on our boats if we needed a break and like Damn. drink some. We would like take like cups from inside, go out like this, probably shouldn't say this, but we'd like go back to the boats and then like fill the, make our own mixed drinks and then go back inside. <laughs> like to hang out <laughs> instead of paying like eight bucks for the mixers there. Them. and then they followed that up the next day with an all-you-can-eat like buffet for 20 bucks and so i was literally just like fuck yeah like bro stay here for a while fucking love that from then on we just kind of like hustled down um the hudson like did our best to get there uh ended up in new york city <clears throat> probably like six maybe seven days after we left kingston mm-hmm. um and that's where uh, my dad came to join me because we were about to go offshore right. for like a, like a good amount of time and it was right. going to be cold and tough. But that was really cool because I got to cross something off my bucket list, which was I always wanted to longboard around New York City. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I took the train from Brooklyn. We stepped in Sheepshead Bay. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Manhattan to go to like whatever. I forget the name, like the main train station there uh penn station yeah, yeah i went to penn station to meet my dad who's coming down with like some sales and stuff Damn. for the boat but i got to like cruise around and like do some cool shit well, new, york, new york city like i i don't think anybody goes to new york city to like do anything you just walk around new york city that, that's what yeah. you do like uh when i was in new york city for christmas so i actually did a trip which was so December 1st week, my semester at Buffalo ended. Mm-hmm. That literally, as soon as that semester ended, I was on a flight to LA. So now I'm in LA for like a week, week and a half. I come back and, you know, my plan was to stay in Buffalo over the winter. And then uh, my dad's just like, listen, there's a cheap flight. Why don't you come home? And the pre-COVID times, you know, you, you don't need to worry about like a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, he's like, come home. I was like, you know what? Sure. So my flight back home was on the 26th mm-hmm. and I took a bus from, so I flew back into Buffalo and then I took a bus from Buffalo to the city on the 24th. So Christmas Eve, I was at Rockefeller Center, which was also another one of my bucket list items that I had to click off. Nice. Right. So I did Rockefeller Center at Christmas and we went down to like this, we went down to like TGIF. And, like, I'm still 20, so I can't drink, right? So we went to TGIF. We, you know, just just this real close friend of mine. And, um, yeah, just a great fucking time. Bro, New York City, I don't think I've ever, like, gone to a club, even when I was there. It's so expensive. Dude, I stopped at a bar to get, like, a Bud Light, and it was, like, $9. Bro, it's it's not even about the expense. Like, why would you want to be inside in a dark room in New York City? that too i just i had it was like just an irish bar and i was like i need to get a beer like fuck this like, <laughs> and then i just yeah i i was like can i just have a bud light please and she was like that'll be like i think it was like seven dollars but you had to give him a tip yeah. so it was like a nine dollar beer yeah and it was a bud light like up here a nine dollar beer is like that juice bomb you got me the oh, other night i don't, was, don't i don't remember that night i don't remember what who, who i bought what it was just 
You, you, you bought me you bought me a couple beers it was pretty nice i was pretty happy about it because i'd only been drinking liquor and i was like oh i just really want like a nice yeah because nice i know i had like 10 drinks to myself yeah you did bro. And, <laughs> and like i was being iced in the middle for no reason <laughs> just randomly you iced yourself bro I'm like Shut yeah up. like <laughs> you literally were like oh i'll get one and then yeah. it was like what do i do with it like now nah, i guess you gotta fucking drink it man like, i guess I was I was shit faced that night. I, I I remember buying my table. Like there was Gio, there was Shay, Nick, Melissa. Yeah. On my table, I bought my table like a couple round of shots. Yeah, and you bought our table. Or no, I just I just changed tables when yeah, I saw when I like, saw. Yeah, like I know, I was just like, wait, bought. I need to get you back for like that random day you picked me up from bum fuck nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I was super <laughs> pleased to cash in on that little favor that night. Like. And then Nick Nick got us some. He got like shots for everybody that night. Yeah, Dude, that was a long night. That was, it was that a good was night. A good night. Good night. At least at least for COVID times, that was not a bad night. <laughs> yeah, it's wild that like when you were talking about your flight, you had to be like pre-COVID times. You didn't have to worry about anything compared to today, where it's like you have to worry about fucking everything. <laughs> Bro, I would literally. I hopped. I booked my flight tickets a day, like not even day, like three days before actually leaving. And this was a flight. Halfway across the globe. Do you have any stops for that? Uh, I had a stop in Amsterdam. Okay. So oh, you went that from LA. You went that way. No, from LA I came from so LA, Atlanta, Buffalo. Okay. Packed up my shit in Buffalo. Oh right, right. Bus to New York City, and then New York City, Amsterdam, Bangalore, which is my city back home. Do you have any days in Amsterdam? I know it was it was a short. It was like a four hour layover, mm-hmm. but also because visa issues. Like, I, I don't have an American passport, so I practically need a visa for every place. Mm-hmm. But I plan on getting a Schengen visa. Bro, one of my friends actually introduced me to the concept of a UN passport. Oh, word. So if you if you know somebody at the UN or if you can acquire a UN passport, any country, which is pretty much any country on the globe that's signed with the United Nations, you you have access to it. Which is like most of them. So. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be dope. Like, other than North Korea, who the fuck wants to go to North Korea? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I plan on getting one of those. That Just cool. sim- simply because the amount that I like to travel. And uh, I, I, I did a very similar river canal thing, now that I think of it, was when I was in Singapore in 2015. No, 20, 2016. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, I was at Singapore and I did the entire river canal thing because fucking Singapore. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like Singapore was a big disappointment for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy Singapore as much. Like I did the whole Universal Studios, you know, I went to the fucking... Have you been to the Universal here in the States? I have not, but I do plan on... I bet you like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you like it. <laughs> so I'll definitely, you know, I plan on going sometime, but... Obviously yeah. not right now. Like this is not the time Fuck to be doing no. fucking amusement park. Right now, I'm just focused on getting myself a driving license. Yeah, like <laughs> you really do that. Yeah, so I have my appointment with the DMV on November 30th, mm-hmm. and I'll finally get a driving license. And I'm like, the day I get my license in the mail is the day I'm buying a car. On God, <laughs> I'll I'll walk into a dealership and be like, just give me a fucking car. Bro. Like please, any of them. <laughs> that one. But yeah, I saw I saw a couple of sweet deals on Subarus, like the Subaru here at Plattsburgh. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you, you know, like McLean, Reynolds. Bro, the I thing is, drive the other thing is, most of the cars here are automatic. I'm used to driving manual, mm-hmm. so I saw a deal for a Subaru Outback 2018 manual for like 15 grand. Do you drive stick? 
I drive stick. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Like back home, I've done cross country road trips just driving stick. Well, that's like a. It's like weirdly an American thing that like we don't know how to drive stick here. Like, like bro, dri- driving a driving an automatic car is just so boring to you. It's you have so no boring. Idea. You have no idea. I'm probably gonna buy like a manual car. Yeah, I mine right now is an automatic, and I miss my manual so much. Like every single day, I'm like, I still leave, and I've had like a manual car for an automatic car for like a while now and i still just am like oh, i just want to like no my, my left leg automatically goes to like the clutch side it's just you know that's just how i was trained to like drive mm-hmm. but yeah anyhow uh this has been this has been a good first part so we're definitely doing a couple of parts of this episode because we've got a lot more to talk about and uh yes hit next because we're hitting next bye <laughs>